Support for this podcast is provided by That Cast Creative. Brand your business and connect with your audience by creating a custom podcast. Learn more at thatcast.com. I think diversity and inclusion is a conversation across the nation right now. And there are elements that are being uh, pushed, you know, on one extreme, but I want to be more on the centered side. It's, it's really about creating equity. Um, it's bringing the right kind of voice to the table if you are a business to help you achieve your cause. And you need different perspectives. Um, and that it's not about just color. It's not about religion. It's not about gender. It's bigger than that. It's about your background, your skill set, your expertise, your voice to help achieve that cause. Hi, everyone. You're listening to the PDX Executive Podcast, a show about inspiring business leaders from Portland and beyond. So, Janet, thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you. So, Janet Campbell, you're the Chief of Staff and a Vice President here at Cambia. And there's so many things I want to talk about because, number one, the Chief of Staff role is really interesting to me and kind of about, you know, what that encompasses. But, you know, a lot of other things. You're, you're really immersed in the community here. Um, you're just named one of the Portland Business Journal's uh, Women of Influence. So I want to get into that. But I would love for you to start and tell a little bit about your background. You know, how long you've been at Cambia, maybe some of the roles you had you know, leading up to getting here. Well, thank you, Dan, for making this time. Um, let's see. I've been at Cambia now. It's coming on 11 years. Um, never thought I'd be here that long. <laughs> and, and honestly, I never thought I'd work for healthcare insurance. I um, you know, was one of those prior to being in healthcare insurance that thought healthcare insurance was really um, not um, supportive mm. of the people that it serves. And so did not really have a good relationship with healthcare insurance prior to my being at Cambia. And uh, took on the job in a very convoluted way. I have a technical background and I had worked in a lot more technically uh, based or um, foundational companies. Okay. And a friend of mine recommended, you know, they were, you know, coming to work with, then it was known as Regents, you know, and I thought, she must be joking. And, um, and I really thought she was joking, but she wasn't. And so the more I thought about it, the more I thought, Wow, you know, what would really, what would I do, you know, at Cambia or then Regents? So, you know, I give it a shot, uh, but I would be honest and say I wasn't quite sure I'd last this long. And the reason I stayed was, um, as I heard Mark Gann speak, and at that time, I did not report directly to him. I was in the, you know, a few levels down. And Mark's your CEO. And Mark sure. is the CEO. Mm-hmm. Mark Gantz is our current CEO. And uh, he was not my direct boss. And he was speaking to employees. And he had been CEO um, about three years at that time. And he was really laying the foundation for the cause, um, which is really around, you know, being consumer centric and making, uh, transfer, you know, transforming healthcare and making it affordable and sustainable for the people that it serves. And I heard him speak and I thought, this is interesting. I've never heard a CEO talk about me the way he talked about 
you know, consumers and the cause of this company. And it was very compelling. And I thought at first he was, you know, this could cannot really be true. You know, it's <laughs> one of those things where you might just be saying something, but you really don't mean it. Right. Uh, but when I realized that he meant it in the 11 years I've been here, he has meant it. He has laid down a North Star that I think is, is pivotal in the healthcare industry. Uh, but also, I think, an inspiration for those who serve consumers directly to maybe think differently about the the end goal and the end user and the people it serves. And so that's why I stayed. Yeah, and I love that. And let's let's talk about your current role, the chief of staff. Mm-hmm. You see it in some larger companies and other parts of the country. Uh, it's not as prevalent here in Portland. And, you know, I've worked with chief of staff before, and these are the people you want to know because these are the people that get the stuff done, right, and run. So tell me about the role. Um, was it what, did, was it created for you, or was, did you step into it uh, from someone else? Or so, uh, so first of all, if you can describe what a chief of staff da- does, <laughs> I will, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I will be amazed. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, the chief of staff role varies quite a bit, and it varies a lot depending on the person that you are serving. I feel it's a very customized role, and no, I did not um, have this created for me. Um, you know, the second chief of staff for Cambia, I stepped into. Um, who, you know, the lady who was before me. But I was not um, clear on what the role exactly was going to be. It's one thing to have it described on paper and another one to have a conversation with your soon-to-be boss and then another one to live it (laughs) and see it in action. And it's it's not a job that that I feel you apply for. I think it's a job that you are asked to do. Mm -hmm. And that in itself was very new um, for me and as well um, very humbling. Um, it was very, you know, I just thought, wow, uh, you're probably out of your mind to think that I should be <laughs> your chief of staff. But, you know, and, and there lies in, you know, what I would say, the joy. There's a, It's a trusted role. It's sacred space. Um, you are very close to the person who is running the organization. You get to see the day in and the day out, the good, the bad, the challenging. Um, you work with the senior, I work with the senior, you know, um, senior leadership team as well as the rest of the staff within Cambia. Right. Um, I would say part of my background, um, having had worked in Cambia for so long and been in operations, allowed me to form relationships and have a better understanding about how the company runs. Um, so, you know, that said, that coupled with the fact that we we are uh, pivoting and trying to really, uh, you know, drive towards having that um, consumer-centric solution that really does serve the end goal of our cause, the timing was good. Mm-hmm. I've learned a lot. Um, you know, you, you, don't, you don't step into a role like this and, and don't make mistakes. But at the same time, it's a role where you learn a lot and you get to form relationships within and outside, you know, the company. And, uh and I, I just think it's it's one in which you can have an opportunity to shape the conversation, mm-hmm. influence the conversation, not necessarily always the one who's paving the way, but coming alongside um, and being a, a partner, mm-hmm. whether it is around a strategic initiative or whether it's around this just needs to get done, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so it's it's everything. Uh, but it is it is a complex role. And I think a lot of companies that could benefit from having a role like this one. Yeah. And well, let's talk about that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You know, there are a lot of smaller companies here in Portland. Cambio would say is one of the larger ones. And if folks that are have, you know, in those smaller companies thinking about uh, creating that role, what would you be your advice to a CEO and someone who might be stepping into it? 
Uh, one, I would say this is not a Uber uh, executive assistant role. That <laughs> right. you have to look at it as it, there is a partnership. This is um, a role that assists you in really achieving your cause. And it is not necessarily the traditional role where you have a, you know, a CFO or a COO where their day-to-day is somewhat very clearly defined. You know, a chief of staff augments a lot. You know, they augment where there's a gap. Uh, you can use them to be your voice when or he or she is not present as a CEO. You can use them to get a pulse of the company to really, you know, be able to have that internal and external influence. So it is, I think, a powerful role when you are busy and when you have a cause that might take a whole lot more than what you thought or what your current team can fully achieve. Yeah. And it, like I said, it's very strategic and that's why it's not yes. a executive assistant no. role. So, <laughs> well, I also want to talk about, you know, Cambia being here in Portland again, uh, one of the larger companies, just being a corporate citizen. Mm-hmm. You know, what are the th- some of the things the leadership team here, you know, say, hey, Portland's growing, we're a mid-market city, but we are one of the, you know, largest employers here. What's kind of the perspective of Cambia, what they kind of responsibility to, to the community? I would say, I mean, and I will speak from before I was a Cambi employee, you know, um, Regents was known, but it was known, I would say, more so from uh, just healthcare, uh, the insurance side of things. But you, there was also an aspect that you saw things like the Boys and Girls Club that they, you know, they had uh, committed to helping out with and other different community um, aspects. So I knew of Regents within the community before I became an employee of Regents. And so when I became an employee, I was amazed um, at the level of philanthropy and, um, and heart, not just from the leadership team, but the employees themselves. Um, we have you know, a drive that we do every year, um, and it's an employee giving campaign. And it's a beautiful thing to watch um, when you see people eager and excited to participate because, you know, Cambia, of course, will match, you know, Mm -hmm. the dollars. But it's not about that. It's the fact that there is a culture here that definitely sees that there is um, a commitment to give and make a difference with the community we're in. And so without fail, people give. And every year we have, you know, continue to increase our goals and continue to meet that. And that's exciting. The toy drive. I'll speak to that, you know, which is well known and people walk around the halls and right. and give. But those are more tangible within. I would say being a hundred year old company, um, one, I did not know that we were a hundred year old yeah. company <laughs> until, you know, you start working here. And you think about where healthcare started. You think about where, you know, the heart of healthcare was about neighbor helping neighbor. That's a community flavor. That's a community culture. And when you think about the fact that we stood up a foundation and the whole point of the foundation was to serve and to give and to create opportunity, not necessarily as a self-serving entity for Cambia. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think we have demonstrated that we go beyond just paying our corporate taxes we actually are very thoughtful about where we give. And we ask people to partner with us because we see that in that partnership, you can actually move things forward, whether they might be from a the obvious, whether it's, it's economic. Right. But there's also the not so obvious where it's just about 
we need to be thoughtful that these people were hit with um, a tragic event. So what can we do about it? It's all of it. And I don't think that um, um, you know there's anyone in this company that's not proud about that aspect of it. Yeah, well, well let's talk, a, I know it's near dear to your heart because yeah. as looking at your bio, <laughs> you founded a nonprofit, <laughs> yes. right? And so uh, tell me a little bit about that. Well, I never grew up saying, you know, when I am X, Y, and Z age, I'm going to have a nonprofit. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> that was a very organic happening. Um, growing up, uh, my mom was raising five kids on her own, and that's because my dad passed away when I was very young. I was actually five years old mm. and being the youngest in the family. And I think you don't realize until you are older you know, what are the values that are being instilled in you? But right. what one of the things we observed was just my mom always had a lens of, in fact, there's a phrase she loved, which we espoused to is, there's always room for one more. And while our lives changed, we were doing well until my dad passed away. And then our world, you know, was flipped upside down. Sure. Um, but she always extended herself and taught us how to extend ourselves. Didn't realize that that was something that I thought was just normal. Um, I really thought it was normal to do that. And so as we grew up and as I came to the U.S. and, uh, and you know, um, we would get these phone calls from mom and she would say things like, if only I had, you know, X amount of money just to be able to do, you know, something small for my neighbor. And we'd go, oh, we'll send you 20 bucks here and there. Uh -huh. Little did we know that our little monies were actually doing quite some tremendous work in that community with which she was staying. Mm -hmm. And that inspired us. And there was a lot of crossroads between myself and my sister, who is a co-founder, okay. um, to get this organization started. And as you can tell, it's really an extension of how we were raised um, and something that I deeply espouse to, which is is, you know, always think about someone else, not just you. And if you're in a position to help, then help. Yeah. And I mean, you have this nonprofit, but you also serve on several boards. <laughs> yes. like, where do you get the time to do all this? I don't but know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Well, getting back to healthcare. Yes. You know, what's your thoughts on the kind of the future of healthcare? And, you know, not necessarily the relate regulation piece mm -hmm. and stuff that we can't control, but. Mm -hmm. You know, again, the, getting back to the being keeping the customer uh, centric and some innovations that might uh, steer Cambia and the industry as a whole uh, to get better at that. Healthcare is complex. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't think I, um, you know, even not having worked in it, I knew healthcare was complex, and you know. It's difficult even for us who work in it sometimes to explain our way through certain processes and certain aspects of, of healthcare. Uh, but yet, it is one of those uh, three things that all of us need. It's a basic, you know, you need food, uh, you need shelter, and you need healthcare. Mm -hmm. and, um, and the fact that it is that critical and that basic in everyone's life, um, we all need access to it. And we need to create pathways such that people can have access. And so when, you know, Mark Gann set out this cause of transforming healthcare, that's a tall order. But he believes and deeply believes that we're able to do that. And I think if you don't have that deep, that deep belief and hope that you can change something, it's hard to, you know, to make change. It's hard to move, right. um, you know, what is currently 
a, a big boulder across the nation, not just in, within our company. So we are in it and we are excited to be pioneering and making a difference. And it is about the consumer, which is why we really talk about being consumer centric thinking about how can you make it easy for you and I to have access. And that means it might be financial. It might just be going to the doctor. It might be not waiting for days because you have a prior authorization that's been pending for three weeks. Yeah. It might be that you just need to understand what your claim is saying, you know. Can you better explain my benefits? It might be, you know, that your uh, premiums don't have to keep going up every single year. Mm -hmm. And that you can utilize technology back to innovation to make it easy to access healthcare. There are many things right now, whether it's telehealth, whether it's, you know, just um, using your phone and, you know, being able to look at your phone and get the information that you want real time. There's many aspects to using technology mm-hmm. to make that, you know, achievable. Yeah. Well, it's getting better. Uh, I <laughs> use Cambia and I've been really happy with it. So, Portland. We appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, not a plug, <laughs> unpaid. We appreciate plug that. here. Yes. But you know, getting back to Portland, you're hosting me at the Cambia headquarters, and as the city grows, I think it's really important to talk about, you know, not only what that means for you know, people living here, but business community and uh, the leadership teams of the other companies here. So when we think of that. And you think of how important kind of this diversity piece is and, you know, diversity of perspectives, Mm -hmm. as we've kind of chatted about. So what's your thoughts on that? How important is that now that you you're part of the leadership team, you're serving the leadership team here at Cambia, but you're also out in the community a lot with your nonprofit and other boards. And uh, you're on, I think, the board of the. Portland Business Alliance, right? So you're really involved in the business community too. So I'd love to get your thoughts on that. Um, I think diversity and inclusion is um, a conversation across the nation right now. Um, And there are elements that are being uh, pushed, you know, on one extreme, but I want to be more on the centered side. It's it's really about um, being inclusive. Uh, It's about creating equity. Um, it's bringing the right kind of voice to the table if you are a business to help you achieve your cause. And you need different perspectives. Um, and that it's not about just color. It's not about religion. It's not about gender. It's bigger than that. It's about your background, your skill set, your expertise, your voice to help achieve that cause. And so speaking from Cambia, you know, having just had the privilege of sitting at the table and working with our leadership team and watching Mark form a board and establish a board that's very diverse and the dividends that this company is realizing Mm -hmm. from having diverse perspectives, bringing people that are outside of our industry that are doing things and doing them well. So as we talk about transforming, you can get perspective from people in industries that are retail or, you know, technology or Mm -hmm. others, and you get that ecosystem. Taking that outside of just a business setting and thinking about the community. Um, You know, people are moving in and out of cities, and Portland is growing, and Portland is diverse. Um, And to not have that as, you know, front and center, when you're thinking about how do you make this Um, an attractive place for businesses to come 
and want to dwell and want to be part of, there has to be something that's compelling. How do you attract the talent? How do you attract people to move and want to live in this community? If you're not addressing inclusivity and equity and you know economic dignity, it is really hard to, to make this attractive. And you're making it attractive because I believe that the leaders of, of you know, this city and this state, you know, have goals mm-hmm. and objectives that they want to achieve. And to achieve those, you got to have that different perspective. So right. it is something that I think is, is necessary. And I think that I see, you know, a lot of positivity. People are leaning in and they are willing to embrace that conversation. Not easy. Not easy, but mm-hmm. I, you see the steps that people are taking. Yeah, and it's important, especially as, yeah. like you mentioned, the the people moving here uh, and why we're attracting talent. So, well, Janet, thanks so much for being Thank on the you. podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Dan. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I'm Dan Bruton, and you've been listening to the PDX Executive Podcast. Original music was composed for this episode by Levi Downey. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. And to hear previous episodes and access the full library, visit pdxexecutiveforums.com.